0: This morning we read a story from Exodus 14. It is the story of the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. In many ways, I think this story is a microcosm of the whole story of of Exodus. It's, It's the whole Exodus story in just one chapter or a handful of verses. In the chapters that lead up to this story, you probably know it well. Moses was led by God to say, let my people go. After ten plagues, uh, Pharaoh finally relented and told the people, the Israelites, they could go, get on, get out of here, enough. Uh, But then, Pharaoh changes his mind. Shortly after the Israelites decide to evacuate Egypt, they realize there are a couple problems. There's not a great evacuation route from Egypt towards where it was they needed to go. And so they get stuck at the edge of the Red Sea. And of course, that second problem was that Pharaoh had changed his mind. He realized the, the difficulty of giving up all of his brick builders, all at the same time, he realized that was going to be a problem, and so he thought, let me go get these people back. So when we meet the Israelites today, they are being chased. The pressure is on, and they get to a point where they do not see a way forward, but they know they cannot go back. This is their literal situation, but you know, I think... Maybe it's a metaphorical situation that some of us have experienced as well. Maybe you felt that before. You don't know the way forward, but you know you can't go back. Therefore, there's only one way to go, and that's to follow the Lord and and run with the Lord towards the change that the Lord has for you. This is what we see the Israelites doing in the whole of Exodus. This is what the Israelites are doing in Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 through 31. The angel of God, who was going before the Israelite army, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved in front of them, moved from in front of them, and took its place behind them. And it came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And so the cloud was there with the darkness, and it lit up the night, and one did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night, and turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them, all the pharaohs, horses, chariots, and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire looked down upon the Egyptian army and he threw the Egyptian army into a panic. He clogged their chariot wheels, that they turned, so, so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, Let us flee from the Israelites, for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. And then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, so that their chariots, or upon their chariots and their chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at dawn the sea returned to its normal depth. as the Egyptians fled before it. The Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea, not one of them remained. But the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters forming a wall on their right and on their left. And thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord and believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever found yourself in a situation That you knew you had to get up and go, but you weren't sure how it was going to ultimately end up. You knew it was time to step out, but you were unsure how things would go beyond the next step. That is the situation the Israelites found themselves in today. They were ready to be out of Egypt, and Pharaoh had let them go, so they went. And along the way, they met what seemed like roadblocks, only to find out that because God was leading them forward, there was a way. It was just a way they could not see, they would not have planned, and it was on a timetable they would not have set out for their own making. Ultimately, though, if you are being called by God to go somewhere, to step forward, to step out, you may experience those things, too, a way you wouldn't have planned, on a timetable you wouldn't have laid out, and you might get ways through roadblocks that you would not have seen yet. Yet, that's how God works. if we are following the leadership of the Lord, then we will enter into a vision and a place and a a way of being that is beyond our own making because it is one that we share with the Lord and it's one we haven't made up for ourselves. This is what happens in this passage today. This is what happens for us. Now, for us to experience this this way is for us to treat this passage as one that is still alive, that is still speaking to us. We could look at the story of Exodus as a story that happened once a long time ago that's a a history story. We could look at the way that Egypt oppressed the Israelites, and we could look at the way that God parted the seas, and provided a way forward for the people and thwarted the Egyptians. Thwarted is kind of an understatement, isn't it? And we could see it simply as a story about what God did. And there's a lot of people who look at the stories of the Bible that way. But I don't think that we do. Because I think we would rather consider this story alive. I think we would rather sto- consider this a story that didn't just happen once, but a story that happens still. And when we read the Exodus narrative as a story that still happens, that is still alive, it becomes a story that also is our story because it describes how God can work in our lives too. It becomes a story about who we are and a story about who God is and the way that that works together in amazing situations. When we consider this as a story that is alive and not one that just happened at a particular time and at a particular place with a particular people, it becomes an illustration about how we live going forward. Not just how God did do things back there. And so in this way of seeing the story, God acts on behalf of Israel in the face of Egypt. And we can embrace it as maybe there's going to be a time when God's going to act for me. Maybe God's going to lead me. Maybe God's going to lead me in a way that moves from oppression to freedom. Maybe on a grand scale, God is going to lead us in ways beyond what we could have ever asked or imagined. The Israelites needed a change. They had been building bricks for Pharaoh for a long, long time. And they needed freedom. They did not need to be oppressed any longer. They needed Something, though, that they could not do on their own. They could not escape Pharaoh on their own. They needed God's help. And a lot of times in life, so do we. Now, I said that this story is a microcosm because the Exodus story provides great promise for all of us. The Israelites move from oppression in chapters 1 and 2 and 3 to great freedom by the end. They enter the promised land. It is an adventure along the way. There are many ups and downs. There are left turns and right turns that they did not expect. Yes, they walked through the water or through the dry seabed with water on both sides of them. And the most interesting part of that picture I showed the children was was the artist Drew Fish right next to the Israelites in the waters. It was amazing. And it doesn't stop there. God speaks to Moses on the mountain and writes with his own finger in tablets of stone. God helps Moses get water from a rock. Every morning, the Israelites would wake up and the food they needed would be on the ground right there waiting for them to pick it up. And every night the quail would be there too. Yes, they were there for 40 years, but God did amazing things while they wandered. Yes, there was an instance when the Israelites looked back and they were tired of wandering. They had cooked all they could with the manna. They had had their fill of quail. They looked back and pined for the, the regimented regularity of life in Egypt. But God wouldn't let them go back because there wasn't a hope and a future back there. And so the Israelites were forced to look forward with Egypt behind them and only a pillar of smoke leading them. They were forced to get to the water's edge. Certainly they were probably worried When you get to the water's edge like that, you await defeat. But over and over and over again, God provides a way forward that they could not see. They they had never seen waters split like that before, and God blew an east wind to help them. Their way forward was a way that they knew they had to go, but they could only go with God's help. So God reveals again and again and again that God can take us places we cannot go on our own. And maybe God is only interested in taking us places that we cannot go on our own. As people who want to experience life and joy and hope in a future, maybe we need to realize That God brings us life through leading us forward. And maybe that means change. But we say change is inevitable, right? So maybe we look at passages like this and we see how God brings about change. And in bringing that about, in bringing about change, God is able to cultivate again and anew a life, a hope. And a future. Now, that doesn't make it easy. Change is not easy. I mean, just think about how many times you write last year's date on this year's check in January, right? Change isn't easy. We're creatures of habit. But, but following the Lord faithfully isn't necessarily easy either, is it? When you walked the aisle and decided to follow Jesus, Jesus didn't promise you it was going to be easy. But the only thing he promised you is that it was going to be good. That you would experience life. That you would experience hope. But he didn't say it would be easy. And change is not easy. Following faithfully is not easy. There's a, there's a saying in leadership circles, in consulting and counseling and, and, and change circles, where people will say this, that, that change never happens until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of doing something different. Do you hear that? We often will never change until the pain of doing the same thing is greater than the pain of doing something differently. That's exactly what happened with the Israelites. The pain of staying and building bricks had gotten to the point where it was greater than the unknown in the wilderness. And so God led them. And so they went. And so we too must remember that, that when we work on our situations, when we work on our statuses, when we work on following faithfully, it's only when living and moving our and having our being is more difficult the same way we've always been than than, than changing that we will Follow faithfully on our own. But God wants to lead us. God wants to lead us beyond, sometimes, the stability and the safety of the repeated situations. And when God does that, it gives us an opportunity to see that God is with us every step of the way when God leads us to change, when God leads us to embrace change and to do something different and new, the only thing we can be assured of is that God is going to be there as we're being led, as we're moving forward. It takes risks. It wasn't all cookies and grins for the Israelites. They were changing from a situation of being (coughs) oppressed, though, to a situation of being free and finding freedom in the promised land that they would find in the following generations. They were changing from having built enough bricks to seeing God differently, to establishing their own kingdom, their own people, their own way of being with God. And so on the road to change, they learned a lot, as you, you, you probably have as well. And in the Exodus story, when they were hungry, God fed them. When they were thirsty, God gave them water from a rock. When they weren't sure where to go, God led them with a pillar of smoke. And even when they got to the edge of a sea, a sea they had no way of crossing, God provided a way, because that is what God does. God provides a way forward for us when we can't see it for ourselves so long as we are following and walking faithfully with him i believe that that story of what god did for exodus in the exodus is every bit as true for you and me today as it was for them back then i believe that in somehow some way god is calling us forward and that the only way to approach it is to run right to it because that's the way we know we can meet the Lord. That's where the Lord calls us to life. And that's the way that we can rely most on God. Because it's God calling us to go somewhere we can't go on our own. We can't get there without God's help. That is what is true in this story and that is true for you and for me today. I'm not sure where God might be calling you. I'm not sure where God is pushing you out of brick building and into something else. And I'm not even sure that God's calling you to do that today. But I am sure that as us gathered here today, that the God who can make walls out of water and make the seabed dry land, that that God can call you to something incredible. But the only way that you're going to get there is to have the courage to follow. The only way that you're going to get there is to walk faithfully with the Lord. And so today, follow the Lord's lead. Go where the Lord is leading you. Don't try to put it on your own timetable. Don't try to map it out your own way. Don't try to predict exactly how it will go because God works beyond All of those things. But beyond is a better way in this instance. And so find the place where God is leading you. Find the place where God is leading you that you haven't figured out for yourself. And embrace the leadership of a God whose sole purpose is to help you be all that you've you've been created to be. And when that is what we're running to, that is change we can run to. And that is the change we run to and meet God when we get there. May we not be afraid to leave Egypt when it's time. And may we have the faith to walk forward, even if those walls next to us are water. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, you call us forward all the time, in many ways. Almost, it's cliche to say every day and in every way, but you do. You call us. You call us to go places we can't go on our own, to do things we can't do by ourselves. to reach a world that we get to be a part of reaching and loving and being a part of. And Lord, that is hard. We are creatures of habit. We like routine. We've been blessed by Stability. But Lord, help us to know when the time is right to step forward and follow you faithfully. Help us not to crave stability we create more than a relationship with you that you create for us. Lord, and when we step out, catch us. Lord, when we step out and see a dead end, provide a way. Lord, as you fed the Israelites, as you gave them water, as you provided a path, do the same for us. We commit to trust you and we trust that you reveal that to us today. This, O oh Lord, is our prayer and we offer it in your name. Amen.